So I was just wondering, are we going to talk about the fact that uh, this whole movie is basically blasphemy as it uh, overwrites the entire history of the Halifax Mooseheads? Well, I mean, the Halifax Mooseheads are in a different league. Yeah, but they're but they but they show the uh, image of the arena of the the Halifax Metro Center, which is where the Mooseheads play, and they're supposed to be basically, you know, they're supposed to be the Mooseheads. This is an alternate reality. No, but I mean, they're not supposed to be the Mooseheads because the Mooseheads play in the um, QNJHL, is it? Yeah. But, um, which is a whole different dynamic because, like, it's a junior hockey league, right? Whereas the, uh, the, the EMHL, which is the fake, the fictional league in Goon, is a uh, it's a professional minor league, so it's like a farm league for yeah. Know, but but no other professional, professional hockey is. team plays at that building except for the Halifax Mooseheads. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, they can't exactly put like logos well, and have, stuff in the movie. They didn't have any didn't other have, real teams. Right? Yeah, they, they didn't have, have other real teams. Yeah, I know, but you know, <laughs> the Mooseys guys, come on. Yeah, as we know, we're all like big fans of the Mooseys, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, that's an equally important debate. <laughs> yeah. So what do you got? What do you guys? What, what, what do are your I? Th- thoughts? Uh, what do I think about enforcer, enforcers or like? Well, f- violence and hockey enforcers and hockey um, fighting and hockey. Um, you know, it's definitely the narrative. I think is that yeah, it's like on the, the movie way definitely out. like. I mean, yeah, the movie definitely, I guess, endorses the idea of of it fighting in hockey. I guess. Yeah, it 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 does. Is yeah. It, I it mean, paints it and the producers and and you know Jay Baruchel as the writer. Yeah. Um, said that you know in, enforcing is a integral part of hockey. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little torn on this because, like, obviously, like i'm a very analytically minded uh person i like analytics and you know generally they don't show that enforcing is very effective <laughs> yeah um so like but and like i also i don't know like i do think that hockey is actually much more interesting now that there's less fighting in it i agree like uh but then again i love a good scrap yeah, I don't. I don't mind some fighting in hockey, but like, yeah, I, mean, I feel like the whole enforcer debate has already been had, and it's, I mean, within hockey, they've decided they don't want that in the game because of all the research that's shown. Yeah, although I I, I do find that interesting because, um, yeah, uh, what actually Austin Matthews was talking about this movie, right? Uh, what he was re- he was reviewing for I think with GQ or some bullshit like talking Something about like that, yeah. hockey movies, and um. He he was talking about this movie, and he was actually saying, like, you know, a lot of people think that, like, you know, the age of the Enforcer is over or whatever, but, uh, you know, they're still an important part of the game. Yeah, I noticed that quote. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I, I think that was interesting. Over, though. But, I mean, he name-checked, like, Matt Martin as being, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some people know, that fight, but they're, like, you know, useful players. There's nobody anymore that, whose job... Yeah, it's true. Like, I, 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 there's nobody... 
I don't think there's many players like in the NHL anymore that like can't play, but yeah. are there just well, to like crack skulls. And with the wealth of information we have about like CTE and like how bad that kind of yeah. is for the game, they've taken it out of the game for for better because it's been known for a while that it's really dangerous and you know yeah like i could yeah. i i couldn't imagine like ty domi playing in today's nhl no you know? i don't think he would <laughs> and i think it's been an evolution of the game and i think naturally yeah. so but like yeah no, i know i think i think basic i mean i think maybe this movie is like even a bit outdated from that perspective of you know enforcers Absolutely, had already yeah. kind yeah. of been gone for the game it's i mean like, it was made 10 years ago now almost yeah, Some still, but, but still, it was it was at the mean, end of the uh, end of the enforcer um, yeah. era. Yeah, I but I mean, I think kind of maybe like a... to a certain extent, like this movie kind of like you know decries the loss of that. Well, position. I was just about to say that they're like it's like yeah. a you know whatever a last hurrah or a you know uh, a a love letter to the dying breed. The sequel is more like that, I would say. Well, the sequel's literally called the last. The sequel's literally called last of the yeah, yeah last of the enforcers. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm not really. Uh, I, I, I kind of think it's a good thing that that's kind of been removed from the game. Yeah. Well, my opinion is like as a relatively recent hockey fan. Like, I didn't grow up as much of a hockey fan. I'm more in the last couple of years, even just. Um, been paying more attention. Well, I mean, you and know why that is, though, right? Why is that? It's because the Leafs don't fucking suck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's neither here nor there this season. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, they really fucking sucked. Yeah, there's that. There's that whole era where, um, <laughs> but yeah. that management—that's that's not the the, the central the, theme. Of the this management podcast. didn't care, but. No, but no, yeah. My point is, is, is that for me, the actual physical aspect that people are saying is like has been lost has never really been a part of of, uh, of the game for me. So, yeah, I also feel that to some degree. Yeah, and when yeah. I see see teams playing that way, like when teams um, win games by being like overly aggressive and like um, just taking dirty hits and just generally being fucking bullies you know yeah um, that just bothers me a bit you know i don't enjoy watching games like that where, when teams yeah like that it just kind of bothers me i don't know that's true so 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 i guess i have a pretty different perspective um than someone like jay burchell does <laughs> also we're all leafs fans and like you know, yeah. <laughs> the, Le- the Leafs are not known for being a particularly like, you know, uh, aggressive physically team. I guess no. Uh, well, more recently at least, like you know, back, uh, back a uh, long time ago. I guess they they definitely were. Yeah, but even then, there's like a difference. There's a difference between teams that like you know hit and play physically which is part of the game that's legal as long as you're throwing a legal hit and yeah and, and i mean you know we, we even have a couple players like that can do dangerous that dangerous and injure people you know so i think yeah you know, the whole basically the spectrum of things where you know uh i don't think physicality necessarily has to be on from the game but i think it you know whatever you keep should be stuff that's not dangerous for you know, gonna really yeah, definitely. injure people. You know, I don't think you don't want you don't want people trying to yeah. injure other players because that's just yeah, 
not it's kind of that's not fun, like, right? Totally. I mean, yeah, like most of the hits that are shown in this movie are like a hundred percent like charging or like you yeah, know they're boarding, they're hits like from that. behind, you know, where the person can yeah. exaggerated it's... for sure. But I mean, and then, and then again, I guess that's that's what some people say is like part of the case for the enforcer. Right, that is they're, like, they're there to protect from that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but they do as much they do as much of that of in their own right as they do protecting from it. I I bet any money. Yeah, anything. I mean that's kind of like the mafia, you know. <laughs> yeah, actually, there there is a scene in this movie that I thought was really funny, uh, uh, where uh, Doug Glatt is fighting at the end. Uh, Ross the boss, Ray, right? Yeah, and then he's down on the ground, and then the ref's about to stop it, and he's like, "Don't you fucking dare!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the sort brutal. of mafia kind of. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, intimidation. Feel to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, unless yeah. you get to like a nuclear arms race where just like everybody has so many enforcers <laughs> that nobody fights because they know that you can't. Yeah. Nobody throws anything illegal because they know there's so many enforcers, but then you just yeah. don't have any hockey being played because everybody's an enforcer yeah. and doesn't know how to play the game. But yeah, I think that's also like in today's NHL with the rules that we currently have, you know, you know whether or not the refs actually enforce them, which is a big question mark. Well, um, the that's a bigger question too right it's like if you just, <laughs> yeah if you just have the refs enforce the rules you probably wouldn't need enforcers it, exactly yeah you know that's what the refs are that's for, a whole right? other debate but yes <laughs> but anyway like um but yeah ultimately i just it's it's with the current rule set in the nhl like it's just not effective to have a guy who's there just to be an enforcer no agreed yeah all right so there's our editorial stance <laughs> This is not this is not editorial, man. This is fucking factual information. This yeah, is you're right. That's true. Man. This is yeah. This, this is, is the way analytics, is. man, which yeah. are you know above above uh, questioning. Yeah, here's my statistic: <laughs> fighting is bad. It, it's truth, Ed. <laughs> Sorry. My statistic is that fighting is bad. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of statistics and 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 objective truth. Oh, jeez. Do. I, I see where to, we're going here, yeah. Do you want to move on to our next segment? I mean, I guess we could. What segment would that be, though? All right, welcome to the truth. This is our segment where we uh, find some topic to do with the movie, either tangentially or a little bit more related, <laughs> and uh, we uh, we dive deep into it and figure out, you know, what's the uh, what is what actually happened? What is the truth? What is the real stuff, man? Yep. Well, I'm excited to see what you guys have got for me this time. I, I don't think aliens are involved, but I don't know, Keaton, you'll have to... Uh... No, unfortunately, no aliens this week. Um, I thought... I thought, what's truer than it's based on a true story? Let's talk about Doug Smith a bit more. 
Oh yeah. All right. Seems like a seems like a witness protection program name. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's an seems alien. Like He's an alien. Yeah. Is he an alien? I don't know. You'll have to you'll have to stick around and uh, listen to the segment. Maybe that's why the enforcers are so mafioso because they're literally mafiosos in witness protection. Yeah. So they're not aliens. No, they're just mafiosos. Are we no, sure mafiosos are aliens. aliens? No, we're not sure. Have you seen his eyes? They're crazy. I mean, I'm pretty sure Max Stanley's an alien. Have you seen how big that mouth is? <laughs> it's way too big to be human. <laughs> okay. In human mouth. So, so after after his career as an enforcer ended, uh, Doug Smith um, went on to join a local police force in his home state of Massachusetts. What a fucking terrible state. <laughs> yeah. This is bold stance, but okay. <laughs> that that's an editorial take. <laughs> Sorry, I don't I don't have a problem with this state. It's just Boston. <laughs> it's Boston sports teams specifically. Yeah. Um. So. So you don't mind Foxborough then? Sorry. You don't mind Foxborough then? Oh, that's not Boston. I mean, fuck Foxborough. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, we're we're getting a little bit outside of the scope of this, but fuck the Patriots, <laughs> fuck the Celtics, and fuck the fucking Bruins. Oh yeah, oh, and the I fucking hope... Red Sox too. I got no beef with the Red Sox. I don't think you should. Why? No, never mind. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to know. Yeah, you can tell me about that later. Um, for for this. Uh, truth. I thought it would be fun to explore the true exploits um, of Doug Smith as a, as a police officer, Officer Doug Smith. Um, <laughs> okay. Because I don't know. I just something about Officer Doug Smith is silly to me. That might okay. just be me. Though. That does sound like a fake name. It does sound, yeah. Yeah. yeah, could be, could be, it could be a porn intro. I'm <laughs> D- Officer Doug Smith. <laughs> well, yeah, he serves. He serves as an officer in the motorcycle division of the Hanson Police Department. Okay. Uh, is Hanson pretty bad? Hanson is like a smaller town in Massachusetts. Yeah, so Hanson, it's a town in Plymouth County, um, Eastern Massachusetts. It's got a population of around ten thousand people. Okay. Um, yeah, they have a police. They have a motorcycle police department. Well, no, yeah, like ten thousand is big enough to have a police. Department, well, I think, is it? well, okay. So the what? they've got a police force. Um, it's made up of one chief, um, one lieutenant, uh, nineteen full-time officers, including Doug Smith, and then seven part-time officers. Um, okay. The force is complete with several special units. You've got your motorcycle motorcycle unit, of course. Um, you've got your bicycle unit. There's an ATV unit. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. How is that necessary? <laughs> uh, I think they're getting a lot of calls about uh, farm um, oh, okay, property right, damage. Because right, it's in, like, rural Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they... if they have an ATV unit, they might as well replace the motorbikes with dirt bikes. I know, right? Fucking I awesome. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's covered. <laughs> maybe they have both. Yes. Who so knows? so all of these units are just two officers. Oh, okay. So the entire motorcycle unit is Doug Smith and one other guy. 
Yeah. Okay. And a sergeant. Um, so I scoured the Hanson Police Department's social media and their website in order to find out more about Officer Doug Smith. Is he retired or is he still on the force? He's still serving. Um, really? He's been serving full time since 1999. Um, okay. So. Apart from learning that he was a, uh, he's a member of the motorcycle division, there were also two mentions of specific cases he's involved in. So, I thought we'd talk about those. Okay, Get down to the true, okay. the true truth of Officer Doug Smith and his, uh, his um, search for justice. Um, yeah. All right. I mean, I somewhat question the wisdom of of giving somebody with probable CTE a badge, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the Who first knows? the first case um involves a head-on collision between a Honda Accord and a Dodge Ram in the early fall of 2016. Okay. Um officers Doug Smith and Michelle Hughes were dispatched to the scene um after the station received several calls around 6:25 a.m. The morning of October 4th. Okay. Once they arrived on the scene, it was determined that while traveling eastbound, the Honda had traveled into the westbound lane, striking the ram. Um, both vehicles Ramming suffered. It, you might say. You. <laughs> yeah. Would you say they were going at ramming speed? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, because they re-rammed it, so you had to, yeah. yeah. The ram is go- always going at ramming speed. Um, <laughs> well, you would hope so, at least. You one would assume, unless, yeah, unless it's not built properly. Um, both vehicles suffered extensive damage, um, with the sedan looking particularly rough. Uh, the two men involved were taken to hospitals. Further investigation was carried out by Doug Smith and Michelle Hughes. Um, though I guess their investigation wasn't particularly newsworthy because the article was never updated, um, okay. and I couldn't find any more about it. So, so are, uh, did anybody get hurt? Yeah, two guys were seriously okay, right, injured. Right. Sorry, yeah. Taken to hospital, separate hospitals. Okay, and we don't know what happened after that. Does the name of his uh, partner, Michelle Dews, is that Hughes. not... Michelle Hughes. Hughes. Doesn't that sound very similar to the name of the director of Goon, Mike Dews? Not really. <laughs> not no, at all. not at all. Okay, all right. Is that a, well, is that a coincidence? I Perhaps. Think it's Michael Dews. Not. not. Yeah. It's just completely not related. Um. <laughs> Shut up, Jake. So. <laughs> so Officer Doug's second case. Um, can be summarized by uh, quoting the Hanson Police Facebook post about the incident. So this is just their Facebook post I'm quoting here. On July 15th, 2016, at approximately 1.15 a.m., the Hanson Police received numerous reports of a vehicle crash into a home at 12 East Washington Street. Upon arrival, the officers found a 2015 Chevy pickup truck had failed to negotiate the turn, left the roadway, and struck a utility pole. After striking the pole, the vehicle traveled approximately 40 feet and struck the building. The operator, Timothy Chafe, age 30, of Plymouth, Massachusetts, was transported to Jordan Hospital with minor injuries. 
The building sustained damage to the stairway and siding. The crash remains under investigation by Officer Doug Smith and Sergeant Michael Casey of the Hanson Police. Well, what happened to Michelle Hughes? I, I assume she's just doing something else. Something, yeah. So this was 2016 as well. Okay. Um, this is summer of 2016. Okay. Um, but the real story, that's just the, that's the, a Facebook post by the Hanson Police. Right. The real story, as it so often is, uh, resides in the comment section of this particular <laughs> Facebook post. Uh, yes, the, the very trustworthy comment section. <laughs> yes. You know. So, uh, can we, we can assume that most of the people actively monitoring and posting on the feeds of a local Massachusetts police page is probably a member of the community. Yeah, right? or you. I would assume so. Or a Russian bot, maybe, but yeah. um, or or Keaton Byer, or me, yeah. yeah. Um, the f- shit. <laughs> the first comment on the post. Um, so I'm just gonna read. Basically, I'm just gonna read a few of the comments to you here. Um, the first comment is, "Not again! I swear, all this house is missing is a target painted onto it." <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> With another comment underneath that saying. That poor home is always getting hit. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? <laughs> um, but the next comment is really what caught my attention, though. Um, somebody posted, Is he an officer? Because in their cruisers, they think Pleasant Street is the New England Speedway. What? <laughs> so... And then this is, it gets, gets juicier and juicier. So to that comment, the official police facebook page responded to that comment saying if you're saying and they use the wrong your they used without the apostrophe um if you're saying that the cruisers are speeding please call the station when it allegedly is happening okay (laughs) (laughs) trauma drama and the person responds i have oh they're angry to which there's no response from the police. So there's not really a response. Like, if you're saying this, I have. <laughs> makes makes well, no sense. Yeah, if you're contact. saying that you've seen cruisers speeding, call the station when it allegedly is happening. I have. All right. Um, so it seems the... like there, there, there are some issues in the uh, Hanson police department. Yes, because someone else chimes in after that with, someone thinks Pleasant and Woodbine are drag strips with all the burnouts I see. Right. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's that's Doug Smith's next case, but perhaps Doug Smith is the one burning it up <laughs> on his motorcycle. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they couldn't have been talking about Doug Smith speeding though, because they say cruisers, right? And he was yeah, but he he's he's more recently a member of the motorcycle, right? Okay. Uh, unit. Right. Could have been him in a cruiser. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah, mean, once so. again, like I think it says a lot about the organization of the Hanson Police Department <laughs> that they would employ Doug Smith with probable CTE as <laughs> an officer of the law. Yep. Known speeder Doug Smith. Known speeder Doug <laughs> Smith. Alleged. And, and, Alleged you speeder. Know, man who's committed assault on more than one occasion on an ice rink. Yeah. Yeah. 
They like that. They like that tough vibe for the police officers. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, so that brings me to the end of of Doug Smith's illustrious Hanson police resume. Yeah, following his illustrious hockey career. Yeah. So illustrious. Yeah. So uh, they actually showed a couple clips of uh, of Doug Smith in the credits, didn't they? Yeah, they did at the end. Yeah, thought that was interesting. <laughs> like he looks real fucked up. Like he he's like. He's got a giant bruise on his face in the one of the shots, I think. Yeah, and he's like saying he says something like, "Oh, I got my vision's all blurry. How do they expect me to like fight if I can't see him or something?" Yeah. <laughs> Just grab his sweater. Yeah, exactly. You know, then, yeah. and then your hand will find the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotta keep, gotta keep us uh, on our toes, Jake. Yeah, exactly. Do you do you want to just briefly explain these? These sound, sound effects? Sound effects you've been playing? Yeah, so, um... Uh... <laughs> before we started, I decided to load up the soundboards with, uh... With some sound effects from, uh, probably the greatest hockey video game of all time. Definitely the greatest hockey video game of all time. Yeah. And that is, uh... Well, NH- debatable. Wait, NHL 94 on the Sega Genesis? Not the Super Nintendo version, that was trash, because the Super Nintendo was a piece of trash. <laughs> okay. But, you know. Uh... Just, like, no one cares about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, Chick's, like, I care. Still, still stoking this fucking rivalry. So mad about it. Yeah. Genesis for life. Now, what about Blades of Steel, Jake? Classic. Absolute classic, but, you know. The controls you know, are just how a can, bit how, how can you fucking beat that you just can't i suppose and the fucking soundtrack not the, that the blade steel has a bad soundtrack but no know. but the theme from uh from from nhl 94 is, is the best it's oh, iconic yeah. it's iconic it's iconic it is iconic for sure can you play a bit of it uh yeah sure i guess oh yeah this has so little to do with the movie, but I oh, it's not it. really. Yeah, I me, mean, yo, Jay Baruchel is not even a real hockey fan. He doesn't know the NHL '94 soundtrack. I bet. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure he does. NHL I'm, sure I'm sure he does. Yeah. Then why is it in the movie? I don't know, because it didn't make copyright. sense to put it in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jay, if you're if you're listening to this, I, I will I will fucking uh fucking play you NHL ninety four anytime, I'll kick your ass. One V one me. One V one So confident good. considering you're like you're not amazing at that game. <laughs> no, no. I think Keaton and I usually beat him. No, know. I'm I'm terrible at that game too, but but still. <laughs> I, I anyway, will fucking one v one you anytime. Let's go. Okay, well there you go. The challenge is out there. Uh, Jay Baruchel wants to accept it. Um, now did I tell you guys about the time I saw Jay Baruchel look alike? That sounds like a fucking riveting story. I saw Jay Baruchel look alike at the uh, at Union Station Are going sure to it... the. Uh... How do you know it wasn't actual Jay Baruchel? 
Yeah, what was the context? Well, it turned out it turned out he was uh, an Arab gentleman, so that that ruled that out. But oh, from oh, the oh, back, so you really just got a closer like... look and realized it wasn't Jay Baruchel. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but it was saw... on the train. It was at Union Station, waiting for the train to Montreal. So I was like, okay, this could check out, you know? Yeah, no, like, yeah, possible. So the story you're telling us is that you saw a guy who looked like Jay Baruchel. And then you looked closer yep. and realized it wasn't Jim Urshel. I know. Riveting. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, I can't wait to not cut that out. <laughs> uh, so, Jake, do you want to take us through Trek now, then? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so uh, welcome to Six Degrees of Star Trek. Uh, this is the segment of the podcast where uh, we go over all the connections between this film and Star Trek in the general sort of Star Trek universe slash multiverse. And yeah, you know, we, we do have quite a bit of Star Trek in this movie. I wasn't sure how CanCon would would transfer to... There's a lot of Canadians in Star Trek. Is that right? Yeah. That's good to know. Uh, but, I mean, there's actually only one person that, uh, that is directly in Star Trek from this. There's a, a one degree. There's one one degree, yeah. Pray tell. And that would be Allison Pill. Oh, really? Huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you watched Star Trek Picard at all. Not. I saw some of it. Yeah, yet. so it's it came out this year, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second most recent Star Trek series to air. Um, but yeah, so Allison Pill is uh, sort of a major character in Star Trek Picard. Really? Okay. Yeah. There you go. She's Canadian. She's Canadian. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, we have a lot of Canadians in Star Trek, you know. Obviously, the obvious one would be Shatner. Yep. Who figures into our next connection via Jay Baruchel. Yes. Also, just quick really? fact, Jay Baruchel and Allison Pill were engaged from, I think, 2010 to 2013? Uh, I think it was 2011 to 2013. So it was after this movie, I think, they got engaged. Oh, uh, okay. So, but it, yeah. I, I guess they were probably dating at the time. Yeah. Anyway. But um, I, I think they did actually call off the engagement. Yeah, they, they I assume it. because he's married uh, to someone else now. Yeah, I, I assume that that's because uh, you know Allison Pill is a Leafs fan and he was a Habs fan, and <laughs> it just couldn't it. last. That's, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no doubt that's what uh, broke up their relationship for sure. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jay Baruchel was in the movie Fanboys, which is actually a movie about Star Wars. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that movie. Yeah. But in that movie, there was an appearance by William Shatner. Right. Does that, so, movie, does that movie have, like, a creepy, like, date rape scene in it? Or am I thinking I can't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, anyway. Hmm. William Shatner's in it. William Shatner's in it. So he, uh, he actually, uh, he, he, the scene that he's in is actually pretty funny. Because he's, like, uh, 
I think he like gives them like uh some secret information about how to like break into Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> but like um like the whole thing is like, oh, you would never expect William Shatner to be the guy that's like, you know, uh that's uh gonna help them because like he's like a Star Trek guy, not a Star Wars guy. But uh so but yeah, so anyway, so Shatner was in a movie with Jay Barrafield, is the point. They're but another right. interesting connection between those two is that they both grew up in the same neighborhood in Montreal. Did they? Really? Yeah, uh, Notre Dame de Grace, also known as NDG. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, another thing about Canadians and Star Trek. <laughs> I wonder if uh, the Shats is a hockey fan. Oh, he's a Habs fan for sure. For sure? Are yeah, you no, I, sure? I, I, I read know that the... for sure? Or... Yeah, I do. He said so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Sean William Scott is our next connection. Okay. So he was in a, a movie called Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. He sure was in that movie, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, and uh, featured in that movie, uncredited, was Brent Spiner. Who? Brent Spiner. Who's Brent Spiner? Brent Spiner oh, plays Data in Star Trek Data, The Next Generation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Sorry, I, I just kind of assume that everybody knows everything about Star Trek that I do. No, you, you have yeah. to. I mean, you have to no. know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Brent Spiner, who is Data in the Star Trek: The Next Generation, made a brief appearance in Dude, Where's My Car? If they weren't on Voyager, then you don't know. <laughs> I mean, you I know might... who Shatner was. Yeah. So okay, true. you know, just to explain it for everybody, Shatner played Captain Kirk in the original Star Trek: The Original <laughs> Series. You don't have to yeah, sound. Well, you don't have you to know. sound so indignant about explaining. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyone who doesn't know by now has turned this off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our next connection <laughs> is via Liv Schreiber. Okay. 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 So he played um, in X Men Origins Wolverine. He played Sabretooth. Yeah, that he did. Patrick Excellently. Stewart also makes a brief appearance in that movie. That's true. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we all know who Patrick Stewart played. Patrick Stewart played Captain Picard on Star Trek The Next Generation and, and Star Trek Picard. So how do you feel about having to add an and to that now? An and? Yeah, he played oh, I don't know. I I mean it's factual information. <laughs> Excellent endorsement from Jake. The fact that Picard exists is factual information. I mean, I don't think Picard was as bad as I think a lot of people thought it was. Right. I haven't looked into it at all. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, right. I've, I've not seen it. Okay. Yeah, you know. But people thought it was bad. Well, I mean, I think uh, a, a, a large segment <clears throat> of the Trek fan base is like, you know, immediately going to be predisposed to hating anything new that comes out. Yeah, right. Um, how a lot of fan bases tend to operate. Yeah. But that's like, I mean, you know, like, you know, the next generation never would have happened, like, you know, like, with that mentality, right? Yeah. Although, no. I, mean, I want to point out the, the better, first probably. couple seasons of the next generation were bad. Yep. Like, objectively. Yeah, and more than the like first the couple. first two seasons were objectively bad, and yeah, right. 
didn't didn't uh, Patrick Stewart originally take the role because he thought it was going to fizzle out really quickly and he just wanted a quick payday? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think he said that. He's like, oh, yeah, this will never make it. So I'll just take No, I don't think anybody money. thought it that they were going to be in there for seven years or whatever. That's for sure. Yeah. No, they probably shouldn't have been. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Keaton has, like, a, a big thing against the next generation. I think it's overrated, but I think Keaton just hates it. I mean, I've never seen much of it, to be honest. I'm, I've really only seen a lot of the original series, but... Yeah. It's no Voyager. <laughs> yeah, um, Keaton is is a is a big Voyager fanboy, but uh, you know. Yeah, I just like watching William Shatner yell, "Where's the sorry in brandy?" over and over again. <laughs> sorry Give me the brandy, brandy. I don't I don't know if we've covered that episode on uh, on Six Degrees of Trek, but that is a good episode. Oh, That's one of my episodes, favorite episodes but... of of Star Trek. It's called The Enemy Within. Yeah, it's a great episode. It, it it's oh, yeah. got so many like classic like star trek like elements in it yeah yeah (laughs) it's got an infamous uh one of the one of the fight scenes with william shatner and his stunt double who looks nothing like him oh yeah i mean it it was harder to tell people had smaller tvs back in the day yeah yeah Yeah. he still has like he's still like a full his hair is like shorter and has has like different colored hair yeah I mean, that, he's yeah. like they didn't they didn't try very hard to to find a somewhat similar looking stunt double right yeah, yeah double is uh used loosely yeah. in the term yeah. stunt one and a half yeah but anyway i think we've uh got through all we need to do with the trek cool, should we get cool. back all to right. all right well that kind of brings us back full circle then um to to goon so we've talked about the movie we've talked about enforcers we've talked about the actual doug smith um i don't know so how do we feel about the movie now i mean the same as when we started this podcast i mean yeah like i i found the movie like very enjoyable uh yeah it was was thoroughly entertaining yeah like they're like, obviously, I don't think it was the greatest movie in the world, but I do think that there was, uh, was, um, some, uh, some parts that were, like, just done really, really well. Yeah. Like, I just, I just want to quickly give a shout out to, uh, whoever did the, um, the, uh, the Foley on that, on the film. Yeah, the, the sound editing, the sound mixing was all really, really good. Yeah. As was the video editing was also really good. Um, yeah. Just, like. There were some really good sound effects. <laughs> you know, some like they really like cracked their carrots well. Yeah, yeah. Do you have carrots there? Yeah, I'm cracking some carrots into the mic here. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh. Here, how, about, how, about, how about yeah, how about oh, this? Yeah. Uh, I didn't really work I didn't out, hear that. Yeah. Well. I'm gonna try and crack my fingers into the microphone, see if it works. Yeah. Wait, what happens how does this sound? Wait. That just sounds like you're biting a carrot. Well, I am. It's better when you were snapping it. I am biting a carrot. Break the carrot in front of the mic and like pretend like you got punched. Go like. All right. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. It's a pretty delayed reaction. It's hard to focus on cracking a carrot. 
and also save stuff at the same time. I'm going to say now that it's probably not that hard to focus on cracking a carrot and saying something. This is a thick carrot, and I already broke it in half, so it's, like, pretty small. So, like, like I need to oh, get I a see. leverage on it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, it was, it was an entertaining movie, I'd say. It was entertaining. I think I was a lot more critical of it the first time I watched it than I was the second time. Mm -hmm. Um, like I definitely, when Jake, when we were talking about it the first time, Mm -hmm. my initial thoughts were, this is a bad movie with good details. Mm -hmm. And, and for me, the good details specifically were the, were like the, the actual hockey scenes were done really well. And the, uh, that the final sequence was just like, came together really well. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're cheering for, uh. The phlegm and 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 uh, Doug obviously so yeah. I mean, I wasn't particularly cheering for Laflamme at any point. He was just no. kind of an asshole the no, whole time. No, he's kind of a douchebag. But but I mean, when he starts scoring, you in terms of the team spirit, you're like, oh fucking right, for do yeah. it for Doug, yeah, do yeah, it sure. for Doug. Exactly. Yeah. I think maybe I'm like I feel like I'm probably more critical of the movie now, like learning more about how pro enforcer Jamie yeah. Bruchel is. That makes me feel a little bit strange about it, but <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it definitely gives it a different vibe. Um Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the one thing I I <laughs> there were some parts that were like were like kinda cringy. Yeah, there were a lot of parts that were kinda Many cringy. Many parts, yeah. <laughs> like specifically like the whole character of like the team captain. Uh, yeah. Oh, the divorce like guy. Just... Yeah. No, I thought he was hilarious. Getting a My favorite line is when he was talking about the other team, and he's like, two other guys are divorced." <laughs> they were we're playing divorced guys. We're, we're playing divorced guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like anything you want, just tell me, and he'll do it. <laughs> or like, we got two rules. Don't touch my fucking Percocets, and do you have any fucking Percocets? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah part, so yeah. I think it definitely is dated um, yeah. quickly. It got dated extremely quickly. Um, yeah. And it doesn't deal with a lot of the problematic issues that it it could have. It's a comedy film, and it's a R-rated like beat em yeah. up comedy film, so I don't know how much pressure it really should have been under to do that. So. I mean, yeah, probably not much. No. But yeah. There's a lot of like, oh, like, haha, are you gay jokes? Yeah. It's like, so, like, like, what even is the point of that? But yeah. well, I mean, a lot of that does like go on. I don't know. Just, yeah, the even they were like trying to be progressive, but that even kind of got dated really quickly, so it kind of ends up looking the opposite um yeah their way of dealing with the whole gay brother yeah and you know yeah, definitely. yeah. I, I would say so too yeah on a separate note they accurately represented halifax weather i've never actually been uh <laughs> well you know there's a lot of there was a scene when he's uh when doug glatt is walking eva home and they're walking, and it's like winter, and there's a lot of snow, but neither of them are wearing hats, and that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, 
you know, representative of, of Halifax because, you know, East Coast, there's a lot of humidity because they're by the ocean, but there's also, you know, oh, like there's this, it's more temperate because it's by the ocean. So there's a lot of snow, but it's not as cold. Yeah. Uh, I want to quickly, uh, well, we still got some time here. I want to quickly uh, award the, uh, the worst accent. Don't oh, point yes. that thing at me. <laughs> and the worst accent today, you know, obviously goes to Jay Baruchel. This is boss today. Horrible fuck. I like. I don't even think I read that. That's what he was trying to do. Yeah, the first I mean, time. to me, like the sound of a Boston accent is already like nails on a chalkboard. But like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so much Boston hate today. So much Boston hate. Today. If you had any Boston area listeners, they're now all gone. We don't have any. Anymore. Good. I don't fucking need you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessarily aggressive. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, Jay Baruchel just, you know, it's it's objectively a pretty bad accent. Yep. But I also wanna counter that though by talking about the fantastic accent that, that Liv Schreiber does. Yes. He he's got some subtlety to his Yeah, because uh, it, it's maritime. Like, he clearly accent. reads like East Coast, but he doesn't like go over the top with it, you know. No, it's just, it's just subtle. Exactly, it's yeah. he's a good actor. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, definitely. As we highlighted before, like probably the best actor in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't really yeah. talk too much about the the role that his character played, but it definitely is one of the pillars that, um, it's like kind of the spine that stops this movie from going really off the rails. Right. Yeah, um, and like, there's that one scene in the diner. Yeah, that's a great that scene. that I, I I think is like also just really helped by the way it's shot. Yeah, like uh, or is like you know don't ever fucking think you're a hockey player. You're just a fucking goon. It's like okay, old man, just because you got sent down, don't be so bitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, scene. good scene. Good character. Good actor. There's a hilarious bit of foreshadowing earlier in the movie that's like so incredibly unsubtle. Yeah. Like it's Leaf Driver and he's reading the uh, you know, um the newspaper and it's like, Oh, Doug Glad is the next yeah. great enforcer. I mean, I don't think it's supposed it's to be like, subtle. No, no, yeah. but that already is unsubtle enough. And then he yeah. turns the page and it's the article is titled Why uh Ross Ray needs to fight Doug Glatt before he retires. It's like, okay, you're yeah. already basically hinted at it. You don't need to just hammer it in that aggressively. <laughs> yeah, or like, don't necessarily do it in the same scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, do you know how uh, how Liv Schreiber came to be in the movie? No, how? Well, uh, apparently, like, um, he was just kind of like looking for. Uh, uh, something like athletic to do, because uh, okay. he he didn't think he got like enough exercise, and so basically like he got offered like uh, the opportunity to like uh, basically go to a camp to train how to skate and stuff for this movie. Yeah, and he did it just to do that part. Yeah, huh. I think That's of it funny. of it. He said the the most fun part of shooting this movie was learning to play hockey, and the hardest yeah. part of shooting this movie was learning to play hockey. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if Sean William Scott, like, knew anything about skating before he did this movie, but, you know, I guess he also had to learn for this movie, but 
he didn't look very good on the ice, but uh, you know, um, Lev Schreiber did admirably. Yeah, honestly, that'd be a pretty cool part of doing a movie like that, where you like get to learn how to play a sport at least, you know, like roughly. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. with, with hockey at least, it's like you kind of can't fake skating. No. Like, yeah, like even to like fake play hockey, you need to even you need to at least know how to skate. So you still need to like do something. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, I feel like I could fake play football fairly easily. Yeah, well, it's much much easier to even just the general motions. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I think that brings us to the end of the evening. All right. So. Thanks yeah, for um, thanks for joining us again, Felix. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Felix, is there anything you want to plug while you're still uh, on a podcast? Not that, you know, I don't know if this is necessarily you're going to get a hell of a lot of people directed to it, but if there's anything you uh, want to plug. Uh, sure, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do an indirect plug for uh, the upcoming season two of Marbula One, hosted by <laughs> Yellow Marble Runs on YouTube. Check it out. <laughs> Excellent plug. Excellent plug. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna play you guys out. Uh, I I I doing something a little bit different, technically, and we're gonna see how this works. Sounds okay. sounds fun. We'll see you next time on the Rush Podcast. <laughs>